0: Planning a trip to one of the great national parks, L.L. Bean went to the experts at the National Park Foundation to get the inside scoop on which parks are the best to visit in each season. Whether you're looking for outstanding scenery, smaller crowds, or unique activities, L.L. Bean, be an outsider. To check out the full list of recommendations, visit LLBean.com slash explore.
1: Welcome to The Final Four is Not on the Schedule. I'm your host, Eric, alongside with expert analyst Rod. Thanks for joining us on the Best MSU Basketball Podcast featuring in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey, everybody. It's Eric alongside Rod in our Special guest returning is Dominic Lease. Dominic is at bracket, bracket Dom at bracketometry.com. He is the number two bracketologist in the world, <laughs> not just the <laughs> United States, uh, per uh, bracket matrix. So again, if you missed the first show, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. But uh, Dom is great at his job, obviously. He's number two in the country. Uh, he's much better than those guys you're familiar with, like Jerry Palm is 125th out of 150 or 60 or so and Joe Lenardi, who's 88th at ESPN. So we got a guy who is accurate, and so we want to get a good feel for what's going on in the Big Ten. And so, Don, thanks so much for coming back to the show.
2: Absolutely. had a blast last time. Uh, happy to be back
1: on. Well, it's great. Uh, so things have changed since we talked to you only a week ago. The Big Ten regular season wrapped up, and total bananas things happened as far as seeding Michigan State earned a double buy, which was not something we thought was really possible in many ways. I mean, it's possible, but it's pretty improbable. And yet they somehow pulled it off or I guess I should say the other teams managed to win pulled <laughs> off. So, so Michigan State should finds itself as a four seed uh, in the big 10 tournament. Uh, and then, well, let's just begin with Michigan state, I guess, you know, last, when we last talked, I think you felt Michigan state was a seven kind of bordering on a, a six seed. They've, since we talked, I don't think much has changed. They beat Nebraska and they beat Ohio state. So a decent road win at Nebraska, not great, and beating Ohio State team, which on the metrics looks okay, but, you know, as we talked about before, they kind of sort of broken the metrics and that they're not that great despite their high ranking. Uh, so what do you see Michigan State right now uh, as, it, as things stand?
2: Well, it's funny, actually, since the last time we had talked, I had moved them up to a six seed and now they're right back at a seven seed. So (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed the three days there at the six Uh, and all because of Kentucky, too. I mean, that's the thing. People always are confused by, oh, why are we moving up and down when we're not even playing or when we're not getting big wins? But it just really comes down to what other teams that have comparable resumes are doing. They lose at home to Vandy. I drop them down to a seven. They get that big win at Arkansas that gets them back with a resume, more of a six seed and kind of pushes a uh, Michigan state down just because of obviously not a great win, even though Ohio state does have those inflated metrics.
1: It's always tricky too, because you're like, Hey, we beat a Kentucky. So how, how are we rank below them? But of course, there's a whole body of work, right. That goes into that uh, it, as well. So then, you know, the the next question, of course, is for Michigan State, they're sitting at a high seven, you know, low six, kind of that region, and it could could fluctuate day-to-day, especially with these conference tournaments beginning. What do you think Michigan State has to do to get that six line? Because I think everyone wants to just avoid the first and second seeds in the tournament, and so if you can just avoid them, you know, an extra round, it'd be certainly advantageous. What do they need to do in the Big Ten tournament, assuming they're going to be playing the winner of ohio state wisconsin versus iowa yeah i I think them
2: getting i'll start with at least dropping down i think them getting the double by puts them in a pretty safe place to kind of have a seven seed as their floor now i'll say that in a bunch of teams i have projectors eight seeds are going to go on deep runs but (laughs) barring anything like that i think the fact that that double by pretty much took them out of any chance of having a bad loss in the big Mm 10 tournament Keeps them pretty safe there to seven at the worst. Now, to get to a six, I guess on the flip side, having the double buy maybe takes away more opportunities for wins in a sense. I mean, say they were the five uh, where Iowa is. Well, then they could also get a win under Wisconsin under the belt before playing their next game. But I I still think if they beat Iowa and lose to Purdue, then it's going to be pretty much where they are now, where it's kind of a coin flip between a six and a seven, if they, if they make the semifinals. Now, if they actually go out and beat Purdue and make the finals, then at that point, I would say they're pretty much locked into at least a six and maybe could even move up to a five if they won the whole Big Ten tournament. But we'll talk about that if they get that far.
3: <laughs> wow. So that that is – so that is uh, we, in our last conversation, you would talk about how it felt like Sunday games for sure and even Saturday games – in many instances, don't really move the needle very much in terms of your seed line. Um, Is is what you're saying here a function of just how tight the resumes are of these teams that you're talking about?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying most years winning those Saturday and Sunday games aren't going to elevate you, but they do talk on Sunday about, all right, contingency plans if a certain team wins or a certain team lose, And I think what helps them is the fact that who they might play there in the finals, say it's like a Northwestern, an Indiana. Those are other teams that are kind of in that five yeah. to six seed mix. And usually sure. those games only come into play if like the two teams playing each other like between two seed lines. And it's like, all right, we'll put the winner higher and the loser lower. So that's why I'm right. thinking it could – if they end up playing one of those teams that are close to them, resume wise could end up actually being a situation that could elevate them. Now that's why I said maybe a five because the maybe comes into the play. If, if it is in Indiana or someone like that, that's them that fighting for the five and six seeds. Now, if they end up playing say Maryland in the final, say they make a run, they could win that. They're probably still stuck at a six, but that, that possibility is there given the potential matchups in the final.
3: So, uh, but you would say beating, winning the quarterfinal game and then beating Purdue, Michigan State likely in a very strong position, depending for a six, pending, of course, what happens to those other teams around them, as we understand. If, If everybody goes on a run on the six line, then it
2: doesn't matter as much, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head there with that one. Um, and I guess what helps them too is I was looking at the schedule and it seems like Michigan State's whole path is going to be like the early day game. So yes. I'm thinking those might be the ones that the committee will end up having a little bit more time to weigh in and to factor like the Iowa game. I think is it like two o'clock? Uh, and then yep. if they played Purdue, that would be a one o'clock game on a Saturday when they're still tinkering with some things. If that was like the Saturday night game, I'd maybe think it might not have as much of a chance to have an impact. But
3: now that's that's a really interesting point, and you know we, we talked about it. I think in the last episode, you know, do we do you feel like the fact that the Big Ten title game is the last game before the selection or, or the bracket unveiling that that has been a negative for the Big Ten in terms of its impact? And I think you were, if I remember correctly, largely in support of that idea that it doesn't do the Big Ten receivers. But that's a really interesting point that you think playing the early game on those two days actually gives it a better chance if you win to be accounted for Yeah, what they do.
2: Yeah, and I'm not saying necessarily that's how I I think it should be, but just kind of based on history and just like seeing the committee releases pretty much like what they're schedule of events are when they do certain things and kind of just matching what they'll be doing with when these games are, I think absolutely playing in the earlier games gives you a better chance to uh, be benefited by a win.
1: Yeah, they are human after all, right? They have a certain... Exactly. exactly. We, we
2: want to believe yeah. it's a perfect world where they're robots and they'll, they'll <laughs> equally and fairly the way they're supposed to, but we know they're not. And as a bracketologist, you got to take that stuff into consideration. So...
3: Getting past Michigan State, it seems like we're, we're
2: largely talking about
3: turning on a six or a seven, maybe with a really outside shot at a five if things broke really well. Uh, turning to some of the other teams in the conference, as, as I see it, it looks to me like there are four Big Ten teams right on either side of the bubble in Wisconsin, Penn State, Rutgers and Michigan would first. Would you would you concur that all four of those teams are still in play, but also in jeopardy of missing?
2: Absolutely, and it's, it's rare that you have one conference with that many teams really squarely on the bubble. So that's another reason I'm thinking that the committee might have a little bit of an extra eye on the Big Ten tournament sure. compared to conference tournaments in previous years, just because half of that bubble picture that they spend the most time on are playing in the same tournament. So. I think right. that might get a little extra attention in their eyes and maybe even make the games that aren't really bubble-related have a little extra impact, too. That's all speculation, but, again, that's that's half a bracketology. You have to do a little bit of speculation as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, I put yourself in the minds of these people as they're evaluating all of it. Absolutely. Well, well, let's start talking about those teams with two of them going ahead, and that's going to be on Thursday when – uh, Michigan and Rutgers, the eight and nine seeds are facing off. Um, do you have do you have both of them out at this point?
2: I well, I'm doing another uh, bracket scrub as you call it okay. tonight. um going into this weekend, I actually had both of those two in the field. um if anything, some other bubble teams winning this weekend may have pushed Wisconsin out. um but Rutgers didn't do themselves any favors either. They were. I, probably pretty safely in if they won this weekend and kind of fell to the bubble picture now as well. Okay. I, I still think, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> well, so you would say
2: Rutgers is still in and
3: Michigan is probably on the wrong side
2: now. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I would say Michigan is uh they had to win one of those last two games. Right. They won. Either, right. They would have been in a great spot. They just yep. needed one and both of them they should have had, but really just kind of collapsed down the stretch and each,
3: so would you uh, the the way it's been characterized in Big 10 country is that the Rutgers Michigan game is an elimination game. The loser is done. Would you would you agree with that?
2: I if Michigan loses they're done. If Rutgers loses I I want to say they're more than likely done, but I wouldn't put the okay. nail completely in the coffin if Rutgers lost. Would I put their odds at making it under 50%? Sure, but I, I, I still think if Michigan beats Rutgers but loses to Purdue, I, I still think Rutgers is ahead of Michigan at that point. Uh, And That's then some other teams lose and uh, they could still sneak in. Now, again, I'm going to crunch the numbers again tonight and maybe I'm wrong, sure. uh, but just kind of based on where I had them Last fr- uh last Saturday morning, when I kind of put everything together, I-, I still think Rutgers has a little bit of a heads up on Michigan.
3: So then, pretty clearly, I think from from what you're saying, if I'm following you correctly, if Rutgers wins the game against Michigan, that's probably enough. They yes. likely don't need uh, to beat Purdue. In Michigan's case, they probably need to win both.
2: Agreed. I, I think if Rutgers beats Michigan, they're in. And Michigan's out. It's as simple as that, cut and dry, and the Purdue game doesn't matter. It's when right. Michigan wins that things get really complicated because then does Rutgers still make it? Was that right. enough for Michigan? Do they need to beat Purdue? Uh, I would say probably, but again, what does the rest of the bubble do? So.
3: Wouldn't that create for a very interesting dynamic when they trot out the committee chair on, on CBS and ESPN <laughs> to answer for? Keeping in the field a Rutgers team that lost to Michigan in, yeah. in the Big Ten tournament. That's the part where we talk about human elements in this. I would imagine, even though I'm sure you're right about the overall case, boy, I
2: wouldn't want to be sitting in a position where I was trying to defend that. <laughs> That's a great point. That's uh, an honestly a great point. And if it ends up being even relatively close. I mean, they could just start looking for reasons and nitpicking the resume to put Michigan over Rutgers because they won that game. Or
3: or maybe you just eliminate both, right? uh, You find somebody else. else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I think very uh, much could come down to how Michigan looks in that game against Purdue as well. If Michigan beats Rutgers and, say, loses to Purdue by three at the very end – now maybe that can help the metrics that could kind of have them finish on a good note. Maybe Michigan does still go ahead and make it over Rutgers at that point. But I think if Michigan goes out and gets blasted by Purdue after squeaking past Rutgers, hey, it might not be enough.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, Penn state. I, I as, as I look at their case to me, well, the question I'm wondering is, do they need to get a win over Illinois in that Thursday game, or have they done enough that, you know, as long as they don't get just rocked, that, uh, that they're, they're in regardless of the outcome? Do you really feel like they need one to be safe?
2: To be safe, they need to win it. Do they need to win it necessarily to make it? I, I don't think so, but now they're putting themselves at the at the mercy of bid thieves and other bubble teams. sure, sure. Up big wins. Mm-hmm. I, if they beat Illinois, I can't see Penn State missing it. In fact, I don't even know if Penn State's in Dayton at that point. I think they might be just straight into the field of 64 already. If they lose it, they're probably looking at a play-in, and then just kind of waiting and seeing how the rest of the bubble pans out. So they don't need it, but they should get it if they want to feel safe.
3: Is there? I'm I'm curious, and I, I saw this speculated about. But I don't know that I felt like I got a solid answer. So no. Are there any rules regarding conference affiliation and playing in the in in Dayton? Are there limitations on that, or is it just hey? But I could see a scenario where maybe you end up with three Big Ten teams (laughs) about those four. So there's no limitation on that, correct? That is what we could be looking at.
2: No, yeah, no limits. Now, if two are in there, then they can't play each other, obviously. They would play one of the other two. But if three of the four, uh, then sure, yeah, they're going to have a rematch because they have to. They would probably try to find maybe the two of those three that only played each other once to try to avoid a triple rematch. But if somehow all three teams are in there and they all played each other twice, then so be it. They're not going to move a team out of the play-in just to avoid that, even though they'll, they'll try to avoid that if possible.
3: All right. And then, well, thanks, thanks for so that. And then the, the last one in, in this batch of teams is Wisconsin. So Wisconsin, Despite, well, first of all, you have them on the right side of the bubble. You have them in the, the last four. You suspect they will be.
2: I, a, they're one that I, I probably will have is like the last team in or the first team out. Right. They're the one that's truly like literally teetering on the cut line.
3: Okay. Uh, would you suspect, I mean, normally playing in a 12, 13 game in a conference tournament isn't likely going to, well, first of all, you're probably not even in the discussion for a tournament yeah. bid, but they are most years though. You would think even getting a win there doesn't mean very much would getting a win against Ohio state. Would you suspect that would be enough?
2: Uh, it, w- it wouldn't hurt. It certainly wouldn't hurt them. I-, I think if they beat Ohio state and get to that Iowa game, then they may be in a similar situation to Penn state at that point to where, If you win and get that win against Iowa, you're probably in the field. If you lose, you might make it, but you're at the mercy of the rest. So, so I think Wisconsin is in a slightly worse situation than Penn State, just because they need to get that one win to pretty much in Penn State' situation. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) The only reason I was I was wondering about that is as we've talked about previously, Ohio State is a better team in terms of the strength of their their profile than you would typically see in that spot. But it, it sounds like you're you're of the belief that they're not better enough to where it would definitively push Wisconsin over the line. It would be more get in position to get in position kind of scenario.
2: For sure, especially because and that would be a Q2 win, but at the same time, I mean, the committee does look at like, all right, oh, not all Q2 wins are created equal. If you have a Q2 win right. on a neutral floor versus a team that is going to make the tournament versus one that's not, they're probably going to weigh that one a little bit more. Not significantly, but they're not just grouping it in as yeah, this is a Q2 win, that's a Q2 win. They're definitely breaking right. down a little bit more and seeing. all right, maybe that one was a little inflated or maybe this one, oh, that was the Q2 win, but that was against a really good team that's just a little underseeded in the net. We're kind of picturing that as the Q1 in our heads when we're doing our evaluation. That's where each committee member kind of has different opinions on that. So you have to weigh it a little, but you don't want to weigh that too much either.
0: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all.
1: So, before we go any further, I just wanted to thank our supporters and thank Jeff Luterick. Sorry, I hope I got your name right, Jeff, for supporting our show. Uh, thanks so much for your one time gift. If you want to support the show, you can go to the final fours on the slash support. You can give one time gifts via PayPal or Venmo, or certainly through a monthly uh, recurring basis on Patreon. Also, if you want to get some MSU gear, you can go to nudgeprinting.com. Uh, there are Gabe and Brittany, who are MSU alums, run a great shop where they have high quality. Garments they make this ones for a show, like the one I'm wearing today. Uh, you can get these if you go to final fours on the slash merchandise. But if you want to go to their uh, site, you can get all kinds of vintage Sparty stuff and even other schools, like someone like Dom. He's like, Hey, I want some Texas State stuff. I need it. <laughs> there are many places to get that because he can go over to nudgeprinting.com and get to pick that up. Uh, you get 20% off as a listener to the show by typing final four into the coupon code. Uh, so check out Gabe and britney stuff, you won't regret it. Uh, also, they also have rain down in Texas. Now that he can't take advantage of our brothers that just do gutters over on the west side of the state of Michigan and Grand Rapids area, but Kurt Stouffer and his team do a great job of repairing, cleaning, and installing new gutter uh, material. You have to have good water drainage in your house. Otherwise, you're going to have all sorts of problems, your foundation, your yard, puddles, all those sorts of things. And uh, I hate cleaning leaves, and so I got leaf guards on my gutters. So now I don't have to worry about that anymore because that's the bane of my existence. I even had a tree growing in my gutter which is now gone. <laughs> so anyway, <that's, laughs> that was a big problem, and that's been taken care of. Kurt's team is quick. Uh, they do great work, and they will give you 10% off. If you contact them and just say Final Four, you can get a hold of them at kurt.stoffer at brothersgutters.com. You can find the link to that in the show notes for uh, on the website in your podcast player. So the other question, I guess, when it comes to the Big Ten and the tournament is purdue right purdue is the the they've been perennially like listed as top four team a number one seed how much how safe are they at as, as a one do they need to win a couple of games to to stay on i mean if they lose to michigan or rutgers the first round are they dropping down to a two because they they certainly from our from those that have been watching them closely they do not seem like the same team that they were a month ago i mean they're they're not they've lost four of seven or something like that recently so i mean they're not as dominant as they had been previously
2: for sure, and I think a lot of that is going to come down to not even as much as how they do, but how UCLA does as well. Um, right now, I'm seeing pretty much in my mind from what the numbers I'm looking at, Michigan's, I'm sorry, not Michigan State. Have <laughs> them on the mind. Purdue and UCLA, almost like a coin flip for that last one seed. And I would give Purdue the edge as things currently stand right now. But this is another one of those situations where the conference tournament probably is going to come into play just because of how close those two teams are right now for that final one seed. If Purdue – oh, go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say that That suggests to me that it might be tougher sledding for Purdue because you would think UCLA likely has a little easier path to going deep in a Pac-12 that's not a particularly deep league this year. Whereas you know, it would be an upset. Would strike anybody as crazy if, say, Michigan was able to upset Purdue in a quarterfinal game. So that seemed to me to be advantage UCLA. If you think the tournament is really going to be the deciding factor.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I will say on the flip side, because the Big Ten tournament has a much more competitive field with much more quality wins in it, especially even in the earlier rounds when they're paying even more attention. I think if Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament, they're not being taken off the one line. Just uh, they're slightly ahead right now, and they would get better wins in their path to a title than ucla would so i i think purdue's in the better situation in terms of they probably control their destiny but at the same time because of that tougher path you're right i, I might actually say ucla has a better shot at that one seed just because i would take them versus the field in the pac-12 tournament where yeah. purdue they're going to be the favorite in every game they play but if you're telling me pick purdue or the field um, i'm taking the field yep i agree
3: yeah. um so I guess then the, the only teams we really haven't haven't touched on uh, very much, Indiana, um, big win yesterday against Michigan, although it was at home. I don't know how much that moves the needle. What do you think is the upside for Indiana, a, a top four, a four like the four seed line?
2: I have them at a four uh, seed right now. And, and again, with the the conference tournament not moving the needle too much. I think they're probably anywhere from a three to a five. I think uh, if things break their way, they could move up a seed. If things break their way, they could move down a seed. I would say they most likely end up at that four spot. Maybe they get bounced early to, say, Maryland or Nebraska even somehow. They could slip down to a five, and if they go ahead and win the whole thing, and like I said, maybe whoever they beat there in the final – yeah, and then Now I'm starting to look at the seed list, though, and there's not really anyone that would be on that three line that they could be playing in the final going into it. So it might be tough for them to get up to a three. They would probably need yeah. a nice deep run uh, at least to the final and then need some of those teams ahead of them to maybe get knocked out early so that they could actually be... I guess punished for those losses if they got knocked off early enough. So I, they're probably at a four, uh, barring an early upset. Um, but again, if, if some other teams above them get knocked out early and they gonna run to capitalize a threes possible, fall into a fives possible, but I think IU fans get ready to be a four seed.
3: <laughs> and then, and then the last one on, on my, uh, my list of questions, Western, do you currently have them as a six? What do you think's possible with them?
2: Yeah, I think a six seed is a pretty safe estimate for them. Um, and I, I kind of feel the same way. And maybe they could fall to a seven just because Illinois is maybe in that range of a seven themselves. That could be one of those ones where it just kind of makes for a swap where they could knock them off that spot. Um, it's... But I have Illinois at an eight right now, so maybe that would take a little bit. But beating Penn State as well could get them close enough to do it. And again, if Northwestern goes on a run and beats Indiana, maybe that could move them up to a five. But again, it's probably not going to be on the the back of that win alone. They're going to need some teams ahead of them like a Miami in the ACC maybe to get knocked out early, just to open up that spot for them to slide into and and not lose it because they still haven't been knocked out of their tournament yet. So I would say they're almost in the same situation as Indiana where they could move up or down a seed line, but most likely are going to stay where they're at at a six.
1: So you're, you're updating. Are you doing a daily at this point? Pretty much from here on out. Yeah.
2: Tomorrow I'm going to update one. And then from that point on, it's probably going to be at least every two days if not every single day so this is <laughs> really just w- whatever time. i have the time for pretty much but i'm going to be updating as much as possible every day until selection sunday at this point so
1: very good so you can check out dom at uh, on twitter at bracket dom and you're real responsive if you have questions to seating he gets back to you real quick you can find out his uh not only the brackets your. uh Brackets at Bracketometry.com, but also the seed list, the, what is it? What do you call that? The snake list or something like that? You can call
2: the S-curb, the seed list. S-curb, yeah. there you go. That's the word. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not, you know, I don't have a master's in Bracketology, so, you know, I'll leave that to you. To figure <laughs> Neither out. do I, but I um, would if
2: that was a thing.
1: <laughs> I thought you got that at Texas State. Oh, okay. I guess I'm So I had to ask for my dad. So my dad's Drake alum. So uh, the Missouri Valley champion, they won by, I don't know, it seemed like about 60 points over Bradley. I think they beat him by 30 plus. Uh, Are they sitting at a 12?
2: I think they're pretty much locked at at a 12. Um, Maybe if their metrics improve enough and the bubble really implodes just because of that, they would kind of reseed them up to an 11. But I'm kind of reaching at straws there. I would be pretty shocked to see them anywhere other than a 12 seed. But I think as a fan of a mid-major, you almost want that 12. There's that that elusive 12-5 upset every year that has that kind of magic feel to it. No one says that about the 6 11s So I, I think they'll be right. a 12. I think they want to be a 12. And I think there's some vulnerable five seeds this year. I mean, Iowa State, who we just saw lose five in a row before beating Baylor this weekend. I, I still think they're trending the wrong way. Despite that win, they'll probably be there to five. That's a team... I might pick them over um Miami Saint Mary's maybe not as tested at 12 seed but there's some fives that I would pick them over so good spot for them right now
1: <laughs> they're the three uh Drake fans listening to the show who are actually be very interested Drake so they used to actually have Drake I when I was say all have a round robin every season so play and sometimes you and I was in there as well yeah. so and uh yeah Anyway, all right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, again, I encourage everyone to check you out at Bracketometry, uh, Bracketology, Bracketometry.com <laughs> and uh, and uh, follow us on, t- follow you on Twitter and to stay up to date with the second best bracketologist and maybe after this year, maybe the, the best. Fingers so, crossed. I
2: like that. Yeah, I like right. of that. <laughs> all right.
1: Don, thanks so much for coming on the Final Four is on the schedule. Absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you. Until next time, Final Four is on the schedule. Go green.